We acknowledge the First Nations peoples of this land, the traditional custodians, and pay our respects to their elders past, present and future. We recognise the ongoing impacts of colonisation and the importance of a voice to Parliament to ensure the sovereignty and self-determination of First Nation peoples is respected and upheld. We commit to working together towards a just and equitable future for all Australians. Hi, I'm Keely, and it's Tuesday, the 28th of March, 2023. And I'm Wentz. And you're listening to The New Blood. I can't take it anymore. Good afternoon, good evening, good day, and good morning, Blurtsters, wherever you are around the world. You are listening to The New Blurt. You absolutely are, and I'd just like to start tonight. I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country, the Kulin Nation of the Woiwurrung people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always has been, and always will be Aboriginal land. Look, uh, thanks very much uh, for joining us uh, tonight or in the morning or whenever you are listening to this um, podcast or videocast. Uh, tonight we're talking about uh, a lot of very, very important um uh, topics and uh, one uh, straight off the bat tonight is uh, blurred on politics. Uh, and now it just so happens tonight we're going to be talking about the safeguard mechanism. Um, if you don't know what that is, well, you will after the uh, segment. So stay tuned. And we're also going to talk about the voice to parliament in South Australia by uh, Peter Melanowskis, which is pretty damn cool. Um, the other thing we will uh, talk about is party in the USA. Um, not such a party, tornadoes, shootings, and Trump. None of those sound like a um, uh, something that you want to talk about at the dinner table, really. But anyway, and then we will finish off with science. Uh, tonight, uh, Wednesday's going to talk about uh, some mistakes in science and um, sort of where they've been made in the past. And I think he's going right back uh, into history, so that'd be an interesting one. I'm uh, chatting about PFAS, which is a chemical that um, in America in particular um, has been found, um, uh, I believe, in firefighting um, uh, gear, uh, gear in the past and still the present. And apparently now there is they've uh, scientists have found a chemical that can diffuse the chemicals of the PFAS. So that'll be interesting to listen to as well. But before we even start the show anymore, I would just like to say good evening. I haven't done this for a while. I'm going to do it again. Good evening, Wetsy! I just feel yes. and so I, I thought I'd bring it, it back. I, I thought it I'd has it has been a while since I've had a welcome, and speaking of which, mm-hmm. I respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which I live and work, the Yagra and Turbul peoples and yes another, another lovely show. segue there by you lovely uh, segue. yes it was i thought i worked that one in quite well this week you did very nice very nice and actually talking about very nice you are the um owner of our title tonight i see red i see red i see oh, red. yes what's that all about well not only is it a great song by uh <laughs> no it wasn't skyhooks i keep thinking god, it's skyhooks no. no god no who was it Split ends, my friend. Split ends. Split ends, right. The other Australian group. Oh, hang on, no. Are they Australian <laughs> or Kiwis? <laughs> no, uh, they are most hate definitely us. Kiwi. <laughs> most definitely Kiwi, that one. Most definitely. 
So, so we can um, claim fame. Yeah. Anyway. So we'll yeah. So, but anyway. Yes. What are we? What are we? What are we talking? What are we talking about? Well, as most viewers or listeners are listening or watching, hopefully do know by now that um, New South Wales turned red in the last um, in the latest um, election, the state election that was held over the weekend, and with New South Wales winning, that leaves all of mainland Australia including federally and so state and federal as being uh, a red a red nation so the only one left uh, that are liberals is Tasmania now so it's very much um, one-sided at the moment it is so very much so and this exactly as you were just talking about this is what it looks like let's have a quick look Event. Someday. There we go. Oh, it's taking a long time. Yeah, it is taking Not a bit sure. of a while. But what as you can see, that yep, the map of Australia, it's all red. State, or so New South Wales, the the re- most recent one. Um, South Australia, I think, was the, the one before that with um, Melanowskis winning last year. Do you want to uh, just drop yeah. the title for a second? Oh, yeah. Because you, you miss out Tasmania when you do that. Um, yeah, poor you. Tasmania. They always get left out, don't they? There <laughs> you go. There, there we go. go. Little well, that's what Tasmania. happens when you don't believe in climate change. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Bridget Archer does. I mean, she comes from Tasmania. She's really good, mm. but she's about the only yeah. one. Yeah. Um, she's one of know, the few but, um, exceptions um, in the LNP. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. No doubt about that. No doubt about that at all. But um, yeah, so yeah, interesting turn of events over the weekend. It was sort of um, predicted that Labor was going to win. That Liberals had been in power for what twelve years or so. So not surprising that uh, it turned. Yeah, yeah. Look, absolutely. That's a hundred percent true. It's 100% true. And, uh, yeah, look, just got some fun with some laggy bits at the moment. Yeah, yeah, having a bit of trouble there today. I'm just trying Um, to work out when the the next Tasmanian state election is just to see if they're likely to go red as well. Uh, Oh, look, that's a a really good question. But I I don't think we'll go too much more down that route route at the moment because we do have blurred on politics coming up. But Mm. you had a couple of other things that you wanted to talk about that I noticed um, was there. Yeah. uh, First of all, I really wanted to know is um, how did you go with your your theatre production over the weekend? You had three shows you, you performed at? We did. I, I don't have the I don't have the official ticket uh, sales in yet, but mm. I think they were close to four hundred. So I think that's pretty good. Be, they'd be quite happy with that. I think. Um, yeah. I said to you, if we could get a hundred a night um, or mm. close to, I'd be happy. And we got a hundred and twenty, I think, on the on the Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And um, the Saturday afternoon, I think we got just below 100, and then we got over 150 on the last performance. Nice. So, um, For a little theatre production, that's pretty good numbers, I think. Yeah, it is. It is, actually. And it's interesting because they printed a really good T-shirt, and mm. um, it's one that I'll, I'll wear when I go to the comedy festival. Oh, um, nice. it's, uh, it is, it's absolutely a cracker, beautiful design, so I'm happy mm. to wear it. 
And um, and uh, one of my friends was wearing his just down the road and someone had said to you, oh, someone had said, what's this Kaniska thing? I saw another two girls. Um, they, I, I, it, was a, it was a local show that was on, but unfortunately you've missed it. <laughs> And oh, they, he yes. said. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they did actually. They went, ah. Oh. I said, oh, well, you know. You snooze, you lose. But, yeah, um, exactly. But that's happened a few times actually. Uh, word of mouth uh, uh, gets around after the first show and then your numbers start going up again. That's why mm. I never get too hung up on numbers at the start because mm. I pretty much know that people will like it and they'll tell people and before you know, you know, you're going to have more numbers, but it'll be interesting um, how it all, uh, how it all comes out in the end. Yeah, so, yeah true. But, um, but no, it was a lot of fun. It really was a heap of fun. Kids had a lot of fun and uh, mm. it was, uh, yeah. It was, and it went yeah. smoothly, I take it? Yeah, it did. I mean, the the only thing really is that I had a sore wrist. I think I've told you I've had a sore wrist for a while. And mm. um, and I forgot uh, because, you know, when I when I play a part, whatever it is, I always put everything into it. So mm. I was the drummer and I forgot even miming how hard I was sort of miming. And uh, mm. I think I've re-injured my, oh, no. my wrist because it's hurting a lot more than it did before I started doing those dress rehearsals on the drums, oh, I can tell no. you that. So, um, yeah. Uh, more but, trips uh, to the physio. Yeah, I've got the physio, physio this Thursday anyway, so, you know. But, um, but it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, there'll be another show uh, next year and maybe hopefully you can uh, time it and get down for that one. But, um mm. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it's no, gonna work it was, out this year for me to come down. That's for sure. Yeah, nah, nah, it's fine. It's all good. But um, yeah, no, thanks for asking. It was uh, extremely good. Everyone had a lot of fun. So yeah, good thing for the community, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah. else there too. I think didn't you? Yeah, yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up this week, uh, which is uh, close to my heart and an important cause, is uh, the UN. Uh, International World Autism Awareness Day, which is this Sunday, 2nd of April. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, this year, it's um, the, the, the move, what they're trying to do is that they're trying to move away from the narrative of curing and, or converting autistic people and instead focusing on accepting, supporting, and including autistic people and advocating for their rights. Um, uh, being a parent of a diagnosed um, child with autism and the other one suspected to have oh, really? uh, autism, uh, they definitely show lots of traits. Oh. Um, but I know when my youngest one, who we've got diagnosed very early on in, in primary school, um, we were reluctant to to get a diagnosis simply because we'd heard the year before uh, or the year or two before he started school that parents who had um, neurotypical kids in class were complaining about kids who were on the spectrum at the time in their class and they were threatening to pull their kids out of out of the class or the school if, if their kids were mixed in with with kids on the autism spectrum and things like that so yeah, so we were quite reluctant to to um, 
get that diagnosis because because of that stigma that yeah. I, I think still exists even now. Yeah, I and I guess right. yeah, and I think I think the um, this awareness on Sunday and April is World um, Autism Month as well. So it's yeah, it's just about being aware that they're nearly no different to anyone else. They've got certain quirks or 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 um, personality traits that enhance what they do. Um, and they're no different to us, really. Um, they just want to get on and be happy, just like every all of us. So um, I just is, ask everyone not not to tar them with a bad brush. Um, is 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 the stereotype? Obviously, the stereotype is Brain Man. Um, mm. Is the stereotype? Does it ring true? Like, do you have one child that's like super bright, and then you know, just their social cues? Is this sort of difference? Or the spectrum is so large that you can't really have a definition. Back in the early days, um, and it's changed now. They used to categorise them as high functioning and low function, and right, yeah, low functioning, which just made make people think oh if you're high functioning you're smart and if you're low functioning you weren't smart which is total rubbish um uh, there's there's no definition of autism it doesn't mean that you're smart or, or dumb or not as smart um they've just got different qualities a lot of them will not have the social cues um that neurotypical people have they may not be able to read people's expressions and things like that so um yeah so i think it's just about being aware that just because someone doesn't answer back to you or isn't uh, engaged doesn't mean that um that they're not listening to you and things like that so yeah it's just don't discount someone based on what you see they, they could be struggling well it's interesting so interesting you say that because my daughter um i think one of her best friends um is on the spectrum and mm. she didn't really know that. Mm. Um, and then sort of just being around her more and more, she could sort of tell certain things. But mm. just because she was, she is that sort of kid, um, it, it hasn't, you know, she didn't really even sort of notice it was mm. up, some other, you know, kids have sort of made it a bit of a barrier. Whereas yeah. for her, it was just like, oh, okay, well, what do I need to do to, to help you out or mm. to make it easier for you to understand what yeah. I, I'm talking about or where it is. And, uh, and they've yeah. got a great relationship. It's really good. Mm. So yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, um, yeah, I fully endorse what you're saying and I'll make sure that on Sunday, we definitely think about the fact that it's world autism day. Mm. Do you think it's surely it's going to be advertised? Yes. No, no, unlikely. Uh, not largely. If you follow Twitter and things like that, you'll you'll probably see hashtags on on yeah. Sunday um, yeah. promoting it. And if yeah. you go to the UN uh, Twitter page now or their handle, you'll see that yeah. they've got a few things going on. But the and if I'll, I can put the um, in the show notes the observance day and information for autism from the UN. Website. Yeah, definitely do that. Absolutely do that. Yeah, and. Um, yeah. And also, when we um, promote the show, we'll hashtag with the World Autism as well. Yeah. So that should be good. Now, we need a little word from our new sponsor. We'll be back in a minute. 
paid sponsorship. Speaking of cash, have you tried the new cash app? <laughs> Send and receive money from anyone instantly with the cash app. Oh, God. Say you want to get $10,000 from Valvoline, just for mentioning the word Valvoline. Just give them your cash app username and they can send it to you immediately. No questions asked. Download the cash app today. Valvoline. <laughs> It is ready to rumble. Look, I mm. think I'm going to let you go first because you've got a fantastic one there, Wednesday, and more than okay. happy to talk about that. Okay. Um, now, I think we may have got our, our wires mixed up at the beginnings, but oh. um, I think you want me to talk about the South Australian Voice Department. Be what well, that's what I thought you were talking about. No, I wasn't going to, but that's okay. Oh. Um, uh, for those who aren't aware, Sunday, um, South Australia, uh, uh, what do you call it? Government, um, held a special, yeah, the state government, state government, the state yeah. government held a special um, session, uh, to pass legislation to enact a voice to parliament within the state of South Australia. Sorry, mine went blank there. Um, yeah, so so basically what uh, that means is very similar to what we're trying to get at the federal level. Um, there'll be elections later this year to elect, uh, I think it was about 24 or 26 Indigenous members to this uh, voice to parliament. And there's going to be equal mix of male and female and they'll be dividing different regions of South Australia with two representatives in each in each um, of those areas. So that way, whenever Parliament tries to uh, introduces a bill, the voice to Parliament will then be able to put, give their input. So for me, I see that as being a litmus test when it's in, put in place this year for what we're going to see in federal at the federal level. So I think yeah. it's great news that it's been I put think, in. Yeah. Come in. Keep going. No, sorry, keep going. No, no, no. No, no it's over to you for that one. You were going to say oh, something? Oh, no, all I was going to say was uh, on Quanda, uh, I think last night. Is it Tuesday? Yes, it is. Yeah, it was last night. Ages. No, look, people are just slagging it off uh, left, right and centre on Twitter oh, all are. the time. Um, and I can understand why at times because, I mean, Stan Grant drives me insane at, at times as well. But um, but it was actually one that was all about, uh, there was a, a very big portion of, of it was about the voice to parliament and mm. in particular because Peter Malinowskis was actually on there. Ah, right. And he was sitting next to Jacinta Price. Lucky uh, she's him. from Northern Territory. Yeah, the and national. As opposed party. to the federal one. Yeah, she's opposed to the federal uh, voice it, to parliament. It, it was really interesting because there was a First Nations lady in the audience and she posed a question to Jacinta Price and said, How can you, in all good sort of graces, being a First Nations person yourself, vote no mm. to recognition of First Nations? in the national document that we Mm. have, i.e. the Constitution. How could you possibly vote no? 
even if it's not exactly what you want or whatever, it's a start, you know, it's mm. somewhere to start from. And um, if, if, you know, well, her response was, if it was just a recognition, um, she would probably vote yes. But because of the fact Mm. that she wants more than recognition and it's not enough and blah, 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 it's the old perfect enemy of the good. um, Yeah, yeah, that's right. Saunter in, poopy. Um, It's the (laughs) old... She might go nuts again at some stage. Um, yeah, She'll end up being the star of the show again. Yeah, probably, probably, because <laughs> we're definitely not. But, um, no, um, perfect enemy, the good stuff. And, uh, mm. you know, you got to start. You have to start somewhere. And, um, and exactly. yeah, so, I mean, that's why we're that's so That's the first pro. step. That's, oh, I know. It's one of the many steps. It's one of the many yeah. steps. You can't. Yeah. Do it all at once. You get started no. with one, then you start with yeah. the next one, and then start with the next one. I mean, John so. Howard and his mob completely erased ATSIC at the time because apparently mm. it wasn't it wasn't doing what it was meant to do. But then you could have said that about shitloads of the Liberal Party at the time as well. They weren't doing mm. what they were meant to do either. They weren't yeah. doing anything yeah. on climate change. So, um, you know, what? I mean, what gives them the right to just completely um, dismantle an uh, First Nations um, department? I just think it's yeah. disgraceful. Yeah, it made no it. sense to me at the time. No, I remember at the time as well. I was like, really? Anyway, mm. uh, I digress. We digress. Uh, yeah, the voice. Yeah, it's it's such a good idea. And it, it is really, as you say, a fantastic step for South Australia. So When's it actually um, – it has been legislated? Like when's the first sort of test of it or um, – I guess it'll be uh, very soon because, yes, it's been passed, so then they've got to introduce it. Oh, no, it has been passed. So, uh, so the next step would be to actually get those elected officials um, to, to that group. Uh, which will be later on in the year. So there'll be elections and things like that as well. So so that's the next bit that they've got to work out. Baby steps, it's going to happen. Uh, I'm really hoping that at the federal level later this year that the nation votes yes to the federal version so that we can get all of this into parliament as soon as possible. In your heart of hearts, do you reckon it will be a yes vote? I think it will. I think it will. Think I don't think it's going to be as successful as the 1967 referendum where... I think it was 91% of the nation voted yes for for that uh, referendum. It wasn't it wasn't that hard. Would you like the people that were living here thousands of years before you massacred them to mm. be actually recognized as a person? Yes or yeah. no? It's oh, that simple. <laughs> yes. Please. Yeah. I mean, you know, now it, it just it's a no-brainer. It is a no brother. Any anyone listening to the show tonight, please uh, note that there will be some language at times. So just uh, <laughs> just give you some uh, just give you some uh, heads up on that one. Um, actually, talking about some language, uh, and, and we're talking about um, the voice and we're talking about the, the environment. Uh, David Attenborough sort of popped up um, uh, just uh, earlier this month uh, on a rational yep. fear. Oh, and I right. don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you heard what he had to say on a rational fear, but I've got a no, little bit no, of No, no, that's a big fear. get for a rational fear. It is. It's a massive get for a rational fear. And a rational fear podcast is uh, really excellent. They do a YouTube as well. But mm-hmm. I've never, 
I mean, I must admit I'm a um, hypocrite in that way because we like it when a few people watch us live, but I really can't be mm. bothered watching them live. <laughs> but I'm happy as Larry to listen to the podcast and oh, I'm going to see Ra- uh, Rational Fear on stage this weekend, so I'm looking forward to that. And just to plug for a Rational Fear on stage this weekend, if you are in Melbourne and you're around this Sunday, I think there's still tickets for the Irrational Fear live podcast at the forum. So go down, have a look, have a listen. You'll learn mm. and you'll laugh. Mm. That's what I like about yeah. it. So anyway, here's David. Adler. I'll have to watch that live then. Yep. Irrational Fear and Audible presents David Attenborough reading the AR6 report from the IPCC, uncensored, unplugged and unhinged. Human activities principally through emissions of greenhouse gases, have unequivocally caused global warming. You see, I told you, I fucking told you all, didn't I? Hear the moment the BAFTA award-winning naturalist's brain explodes. With global surface temperatures reaching 1.1 degrees centigrade. How many fucking documentaries do I need to fucking make? Experience the frustration that someone is giving their life to the pursuit of truth in the face of unbridled capitalism. Deep, rapid, and sustained reductions in greenhouse gas emissions would lead to a discernible slowdown in global warming within around two decades. Discernible? I'll be dead in two fucking decades. How about I give you all a discernible option in me? It's what could be David Attenborough's last audiobook. Oh, fuck it. That's it. I'm getting into crypto. Fuck all of you bitches. Now available. <laughs> start listening today. Yeah, so uh, that's dear. that's David. David, as you haven't heard him before, but I, I think he's got some good points. Um, I think he does. <laughs> uh, I've seen so. a few of those uh, deep fake uh, voices going around the internet at the moment. Uh, there's a few where they've got um, Barack Obama, Trump. Oh, and I saw that one. Michelle Obama uh, as yeah. well playing um the Wii, the old Wii Sports and playing boxing on the Wii Sports console. Yeah. Um, didn't you yeah, send was, didn't you didn't didn't you send me didn't you send me one on Trump, Obama and some yeah, other dude? Think, who was the who's other that? dude? I can't remember. It was who Trump was the other dude? Obama yeah. oh, for the life of me, I can't remember. Oh, Biden. Of course. Oh, yes, Biden. of course. Oh, yeah, yes. the current yeah. president. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's going around. It's doing the rounds. I did hear something about AI deepfake voices last yeah. week, so that must be why these guys are doing it. That was It was pretty good. It wasn't bad. Mm. It wasn't yeah, bad. yeah. They're definitely unhinged, all these yes. Uh, celebrities. Yes. Although you, you wouldn't be able to tell with Trump because I think that's natural for him. Yes, well, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um. <laughs> But anyway, um, that's that is true. But he's probably only unhinged this much. It's not not much more yeah. to be unhinged than that. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyone on the pod? I was just showing how small his hands are and his pathetic movements. But anyway, mm. um, yeah, no, excellent. So I thought I might just talk because we we are talking green, and obviously David just did. Mm. Thought I might just talk about something that's just been passed. And I don't know it'll be close to your heart, Wentzy, which mm. is a safeguard mechanism. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about this one. Yeah, it, and and you, you should be believe. too. And mm. and you should be too. Um, sorry, you were going to say something. I apologise. No, no, no. I, I, I want to hear what. Yeah, what this is all about. It's sort of no, new to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. So no problems. So look, I'm going to give you a few bullet points on what it's uh, all about, and then I've got some links for the show notes as well. But uh, we're going to crack on because we're halfway mm. through the show. And we're still <laughs> on the first segment. We waffle so on we... a bit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we do a bit. Anyway, the Australian government's climate bill targeting big polluters is closer to passing after a deal with the Greens that include an absolute cap on emissions. So the Greens claim that the deal puts significant hurdles in the way of new gas and coal projects. As we know, we've got 116 of them sitting mm. in the in the pipelines at the moment. No yeah. pun intended. Um, <laughs> the government... <laughs> uh, yeah, where is that when you need it? Seriously. I mean, I, I should just have it... It should just be there so you can just go... Anyway. Uh, so the government believes the deal puts it on track to achieve its emissions reduction target of 43% by 2030. <laughs> but the co- coalition... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I think I coughed at the wrong time there. <laughs> but a coalition is expected to oppose it. Gee, who thought? Yeah, coalition is better. But the centerpiece for the Labor Greens deal is a cap of 1,233 million tonnes of carbon dioxide by 2030, effectively mm-hmm. imposing a declining annual limit on the absolute emissions of 140 million tons. Gas developments in the Beetaloo Basin will have to be net zero for their direct scope one emissions and all the new gas fields for liquefied natural gas export projects will all need to be net zero for their CO2 emissions. Hmm. So that that is how this works. So the whole idea is yeah, you can open up your coal, you can up your gas, but you can't allow the government to go over their emissions budget. How are they going to monitor and measure that? Right. So the carbon, uh, well, this is what I hate. Carbon offsets will be subject to the recommendations of an integrity review that reported back in January. A proposed powering the regions fund will receive an additional $400 million in funding to help cut emissions on top of an early $600 million. The environmental and business groups both welcome the deal while Labor and the Greens are expected to continue to clash over new coal, coal and gas projects. So, so these look, companies are getting a billion dollars to help cut their emissions. It does seem counterintuitive. Right. Uh, proposed powering the region fund will receive an additional 400 and they already had 600 so that would be uh, a billion. You would be correct. So um, these polluters are getting a billion dollars to reduce, in inverted commas, for those listening, to reduce their emissions. Okay, yep, that, I can see that working, as he says, <laughs> shaking his head. Yes, uh, Wensi is vehemently shaking his head from side to side. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a dodge. It is a bit of a dodge. But look, look, we're just going to have to wait, wait and see if we're around mm. um, and just see. Uh, <laughs> well, so David Attenborough know, said we're fucked in 20 years. So <laughs> I reckon we're fucked way before that, so... Totally before that, yeah. and uh, and, ta- and 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 I'll be really quick on this one uh, because I know we don't have any time because we've got to go into the next segment. But Greens Coalition and entire crossbench unite to force an inquiry into broken FOI Freedom of Information System. Apparently, um, when they came to Parliament, they said that they were going to make the FOI E I E the mm. FOI Freedom of Information easier and more public for mm. the public to be able to see, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
But uh, Senator, ex-Senator Patrick um, has been uh, trying to get a court case up, I believe. Um, oh, that's Rex, Rex Patrick. Yeah, South Rex Australian. Patrick. Yeah, yeah. I really, really like Rex Patrick. The former Senator mm. Rex Patrick has brought a federal court case challenging lengthy delays in the FOI review process. He's warned that vast delays plague Australia's broken freedom of information system are shielding the activities of government from scrutiny. Now, we know for a fact that um, <clears throat> the other mob did this all the time. Mm. There is absolutely no excuses for this mob to do it. No, so no. They need to be better. They Especially need to be when, better. Um, when... Exactly, especially when Elbo promised to be different and better. So, well, it's yeah. not hard for him to do that, um, and it's no. not hard for him to be better. It's really not hard, but he could still be better still. Mm. Um, but just, yeah, I'm, I'm glad an agreement has been um, reached with the safeguard mechanism. Yeah, because we didn't want it to to fall fall apart and then have nothing, and then as a free for all. Want, so you didn't want the Greens voting with the. F- Freaking nuff nuffs again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you know, there's wriggle room, I guess, to to change things in the future, which is good. Um, yeah, is what I understand. Yeah, um, it's disappointing that ALP haven't committed to um, not opening no up new any goal lines. And, yeah, yeah, agreed. Because yeah. totally each one that opens, it's polluting. They're not going to cut the emissions, are they? They're going to offset oh. somehow. By buying yeah. carbon credits, which doesn't reduce their output. No, it's all bullshit. So, we know that. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. We know that accusers are all just total bullshit. Mm, yeah. But anyway, and I heard something today too uh, by Tom Ballard on a brilliant podcast that you told me about, which was Serious Danger. Highly recommend mm. that podcast, Serious Danger. And uh, Tom, because I just finished Tom's book, which I highly recommend as well. It's called I'm Millennial. I think. I think it's called I'm oh, Millennial. Okay. But you yeah, know, it's 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 good read. He's done a lot of research mm. on it. And anyway, he was uh, talking about the IPCC report, the latest, and it's not good. Yeah, people uh, think we're going to get anywhere near two degrees. Well, think again. In the IPCC mm. at the moment, they're talking about two degrees above even doing what we're doing. So it's who knows? Slow, isn't it? Yeah, it's just all bullshit. But anyway, but anyway, we might as well have a party in the USA. <laughs> There's no doubt that so many things happening in the USA at the moment. Um, As usual, another day, another shooting. It's pretty horrible. Uh, National private school shooting suspect um, had maps of the building, scouted possible second attack location. I mean, Mm. you know, it's like they keep banging on about changing their gun laws and do nothing about it. And all they do is send uh, thoughts and prayers. So, you Mm. know, I'm not going to talk. Effective. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to talk a lot about it. Apart from the, apart from part from to say, uh, dude killed uh, three nine-year-old students and three adults at a private Christian mm. elementary school. Yeah, police identified the uh, the shooter as a 28-year-old former student of the school. Mm. That yeah. happens quite often as well. Yeah, and it called the attack that he was shot and killed by the police. Good, bad, that he already killed people. Hale armed with three firearms entered the Covenant School by shooting through a side door, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Yeah, the attack was over in four, 14 minutes, apparently. Mm. Just, to add to, just to add to that, um, yeah. the shooter was a trans female, so... Um, oh, you're kidding? No, no. So wow. reading between the lines, I'm guessing that she had problems with the school because it was a private Catholic school. And yeah. it, could, it could be because of that. Yeah. Uh, who knows? But, yeah, that's sort of what I read between the lines. She was disgruntled with 
their teachings. Did or it something go? Like that. Uh, did it go man man to woman trans or woman? To yeah, man, man to trans? woman. Yeah, yeah. So trans female right. is um, assigned male at birth and then transition to to woman. Yeah. Yeah, if people no, are seeing me um, uh, wriggle around a lot, um, it's because I'm standing, I'm, I'm, I'm at a stand-up desk, and so I am wriggling a bit because just testing this out, see if I can stand for an hour. <laughs> oh, nice. It's good for your core if you can. It is. It is. I think the other day also, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So you're going to talk about the tornadoes in a minute, and I'll talk about the other tornadoes. So Waco, Texas, I believe, is where the tornado was. That's where Donald Trump is at the moment, standing at his rally, disparaging prosecutors, investigating him and predicting his vindication as he rallied supporters. It was quite funny, actually. He went on his um, truth social, which obviously is anything but. And Didn't even realise that was yeah. still a thing. Yeah, no, nah, it's just a rubbish thing that, that he owns. That is, yeah. uh, I, I, I don't even know if it's biggest spell. But anyway, on there and he's going, oh, protest, protest, protest. If they put a former president um, in jail, etc., there'll be death and destruction and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, isn't, like, isn't that sedition almost? Um, mm, I'm thinking, yeah. Isn't that what you did the first time? So, yeah. But anyway, it doesn't with, with his hand over his heart, yeah, no, well... <laughs> With his hand over his heart, Trump stood at attention, at, at attention when his rally opened with a song called Justice for All. You're going to love this. Performed by a choir of people that listened for their roles in the January 6th insurrection. Of course. Uh, just, I thought you were going to say honestly, it was played it, by Metallica, it, who had the song "And Justice no, for All." No, God, no, they can't. No, 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 they can't. They can't. They can't stand the guy. So no, no, no good. No, no. But the extraordinary display opened Trump's first rally of his 2024 Republican presidential campaign. He then launched into a speech brimming with resentments and framed the probe, including a New York grand jury investigation, as a political attacks on him and his followers. It's honestly to God, it's an absolute joke because the guy that went to jail. For doing mm-hmm. um, now, I'm not sure if you're across why uh, they're trying to indict him. In this particular case, just this particular case, they're trying to indict him on paying a porn star and telling her to be quiet before mm. the election. Now, you, Michael which, Cohen, which I think lawyer, was to, and the money was supposed, and he obfuscated that with the fact that it was a, a political donation or a political payment. Is that yeah? This the is. This, yeah, this, yeah. So this is the problem. It's been totally fraudulently shown as legal expenses. Mm, you can't yeah. do that with campaign yeah. finances, and they mm. get audited, etc. That is, uh, I think, that's a misdemeanor, I believe. Right. But but it's an but it's a, enough to get you indicted. It's enough enough to get him convicted. And what I was saying before, Michael Cohen, his original lawyer went to jail for three years because um, he admitted that he did that. Right. But he 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 did that because Donald Trump <laughs> told him to <laughs> and it came out of his account. And yeah. it's, and this is this is where it gets ridiculous. If you cannot if you cannot put your former president or you know your former bloody attorney general, whatever it is, if you can't mm. um, put them in the court system and just get them to have a trial, there's something wrong with your system because yeah, exactly. every single person is 
is not above the law. It's just totally ridiculous. Um, but he totally thinks he is above the law. No doubt about it. No doubt about it at all. Talking about being above things, do you have some information there on the tornado? I do, and I got out because I just lost you for about five seconds there. Yes, um, I the know. End of you, what you're yeah, saying. Yes, but you're yes, having, you're, you're having fun. I know. I can see that. I'm having bits of fun this end too. Yeah, have, still having there. problems. With, um, that's probably because of me. <laughs> it's going through the. Was well, it you? It's going to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's me. Okay. Um, right. I keep getting well, a symbol um, in our stream saying that it's, but yeah, regardless. Um, yeah, so tornadoes yes. in the US. Uh, an unexpected tornado turned up in Mississippi over the weekend. So caught people by surprise. Uh, rescuers raced on Saturday to search for survivors and helped hundreds of people left homeless after a powerful tornado cut a devastating path through Mississippi where it killed at least 25 people um, and injuring dozens. There's footage of just the town just completely razored, raised and, um, yeah, just almost nothing left behind. Yeah, so houses reduced to piles of rubble, um, cars upside down, um, no town water because they seem to have town water in towers, so that all tumbled and so they've lost their local water. This, this is Mississippi, yeah? Mississippi, correct. So Mississippi, as a rule, is meant to be quite a conservative, redneck, religious town. Mm. Did they, like, I mean, if they reckon they believe in God, do they, <laughs> I wonder if they ever think why these tornadoes are hitting them. Yeah, exactly. When, you know, when they go out and protest when someone's been raped or something and they're trying yeah. to get an abortion and they're against yeah. it. I just wonder exactly. if they ever think of the irony, you know? Mm. Yes, I often think of that. Especially when, yeah, all those topics that they say that their rights have been taken away by transgender people or or the gays or, or whatever else they want to whinge about. But yeah, this tornado had gusts up to 320 kilometres per hour. Jesus, isn't yeah. that Formula One speed? Pretty much, if not a bit more than that. So yeah, it's sim very Christ. similar to our category, what is it, category four cyclones? Is that category a... One? Was that miles? Did you say? Did you say miles? No, three twenty kilometers. kilometers. So two hundred, two hundred miles per hour. So yeah, three twenty. Bloody fast, regardless. Very fast. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ! Wow. Yeah. So very, very much devastating. Um, what else can I tell you about it? Did it tell you how much damage it did? Like in uh, uh, pretty much sense? about yeah no pretty much the whole town got got almost wiped out. Um, what was it? What very was the town left up. Town is called Rolling Fork. More Rolling like fork. more like tipping over fork, or yeah, or just flat yeah, fork, or flat fork. Apparently, there's not much left of the town. Oh God, that yeah, very sad. Good. So, hopefully, so has Biden um, gone down there? Has he gone down to check it out? Or that I'm not sure. Uh, can't see it in this article. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know the governor um, Tate Reeves has has been there and has obviously um, issued a, a state of emergency about to help rebuild, rebuild the, the, the town. So, yeah, there, there'll be support. And I'm pretty confident um, Biden will do everything in his power to, to help, if not visit as well. He's not like oh, the, he one of the bushes to. who didn't turn up at one of the mm. uh, uh, tornadoes there. That's the Nor Orleans one, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurricane Sandy tends to ring bell. Yeah, he he got completely smashed for that because um, it was affected so many Latinos and black people, and they mm. said it was a, a race decision, etc. Now, yeah. maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, but he was rubbish. He was rubbish yeah. regardless. So yeah, exactly. Now we need to chuff on. So mm. we're going to talk about science. So get your science Ooh. stuff ready because it's up to you, my friend. We're just get your about propeller to head, uh, hats on. That's it. Hey, this is Hannah Melville Ray from the Australia Institute. I'm listening to the new blurt with Wednesday and the Kegsta, and you should be too. It's on Tuesday nights, live from around 8 p.m. That's right. Which is pretty cool because we are talking about chemicals tonight. So yeah, um, yes, very much. That works out quite well, quite well. But I was very interested to uh, know about the mistakes in science. Do Ooh, tell. Okay, do tell. Okay, um, inventors—they can be eccentric. Uh, they think outside of the box. They can sometimes solve an age-old problem that is hailed as a miracle. Um, this week. I want to talk about an inventor by the name of Thomas Midgley Jr., an American inventor um, who was born in 1889. And in the early 1900s, around about 1916 or thereabouts, he worked at a uh, laboratory. Um, one of the clients was General Motors. Um, so he, he started working on just things to like chemicals and inventing stuff. And one of his first challenges that he was given was that um, automobiles at, at the time, so early 1900s, um, ooh, yes, beer education is my favourite. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so back in the early days, cars, automobiles used to knock a lot. So there'd be a knocking in the combustion engine. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I remember when you watch older programs and you, and you, you know, you hear the cars going along, you yeah. hear the chugga, 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 and you yeah. hear everything smashing chugga, against chugga. each other. Yeah. 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 And it's, it, yeah. it happened, especially when they're going up hills or overtaking other, other vehicles. Yes. So yes. one of his first tasks was to work out why and how to fix it. Thomas was one of those people who, uh, loved the periodic table and looked at it and went, okay, let's start working on um, looking through the periodic table and, and working out what, what I can try. For anyone um, listening who doesn't know what a periodic table is, what's a periodic table? So it's basically the elements that are found in nature, hydrogen, helium, calcium, carbon, oxygen, all those things. And in nature, if you mix them together, they form compounds um, like um, carbohydrates um, and whatever else and we're all made out of molecules and chemicals and things like that so periodic table is just the table that shows um, in number form based on their weights I think it is on the atomic weight from memory uh, if my young son was here listening he'd tell me because he knows the periodic table himself he loves it should have got him on yeah should have Thomas Midgley Jr., that was his first, one of his first challenges. Um, after many months, if not years, of trial and error working with different chemicals, he settled on adding lead to fuel at the time. And that pretty much eliminated the knocking in, in really? the car. Is that yes. right? Yeah. So what, because of that... What, mm, 
Yeah, how, did the, how did the lead in the fuel make it stop knocking? What what changed? It, it changed the way the fuel combusted at the right time and at the right temperature so pistons wouldn't knock. Oh. So my understanding is that the pistons were the ones that were knocking. Yeah, so well, the timing yeah. was incorrect. Ah, so, yeah, right. and that's what caused okay. the knocking. And so right. by adding lead, it eliminated that, that knocking effect. So the timing and, and the heat. And yeah, helped so, destroy our environment, yes. Correct. So because of that invention, it, it accelerated sales of automobiles at the time because, hey, everybody can yeah. have a comfortable ride. Yeah. So that was yeah. one thing he invented. Great, yeah. great news at the time. Yes. Um, years later, um, he was tasked with a different problem to solve. The problem was refrigeration. Refrigeration at the time was also in its infancy. It had been around for 20 or 30 years since the late 1800s, but the chemicals that they used were highly volatile and flammable and things like that to the point where factories that were relied on them, like printing presses and things like that, often explode, killing people and things like that. So his job was to work out, okay, what chemical can we use uh, in refrigeration? So again, he looked at the periodic table, realised, all right, so far we've used things on this side of the periodic table on the right-hand side, um, and then he found one chemical that they hadn't trialled yet, which was fluorine. Wow. Uh, fluorine, yeah. So he then started mixing different chemicals with fluorine and then using it in the refrigeration. And he came up with the chemical compound called chlorofluorocarbons, or CFCs for short. Yes. The other for thing those that's old, totally killed yeah. our environment. Yes. So for those old enough, probably what millennials and older, or anyone older than millennials would, would know exactly what lead, petrol, and CFCs meant. Um, so the science part that I want to talk about today is that, yes, these inventions were great, made by a scientist slash inventor, but decades later, scientists realised that those great things that were part of uh, innovation and, and moving forward was not so great. So um, it's the, I guess, the unintended consequences of science. We've discovered that lead was bad. So even Thomas Midgley, while he was experimenting with lead, came across and experienced lead poisoning, yet didn't do anything about the fact that he started feeling short of breath and started feeling tired. He just went, oh, okay, right. And once he stopped, he recovered. So he was one of the lucky ones who, who recovered. Because it was for General Motors, they had also discovered, and because the product that they created, which was Freon or Ethyl, was a, a marketable product, they had come across a, a different product called Ethanol, which was a natural product. Yeah. But they decided not to use that and move forward with that, which was a lot safer because they could trademark Freon and Ethyl to put in fuel. And so that's how they made billions of dollars over the decades. So how many, how many years ago was that? So that was in the 1910s, 1920s onwards. So you're saying, you're saying 100 years ago they knew about ethanol into petrol? Correct, correct. And we could have changed it 100 years ago? We, we could have changed it, but for the greediness of General oh. Motors and all these people, we were stuck with lead, which caused health problems and they discovered it in, in the atmosphere later on with newer inventions of um, things that could detect particles in the atmosphere, which is the same way they discovered CFCs being dangerous, where a British scientist by the name of James Lovelock in the 50s created 
a new instrument called an electron capture detector. And he was, it created that to just to start measuring the chemical compounds in the atmosphere, it discovered that CFCs uh, were uh, congregating in certain parts of the atmosphere, northern and southern hemisphere, which then depleted the ozone. And back then, people used to believe scientists. They quickly got rid of lead. They quickly got rid of CFCs. So by the 70s, lead petrol was starting to get phased out. From the 80s, late 80s, CFCs got started getting phased out. And so if we can only go back in time and, and learn from scientists and apply that now for climate change, maybe we could get rid of this in 10 years. So please, I politicians, listen. That's right. I can't take that anymore. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was an interesting article I came across just a few days ago and that was quite relevant to climate change and, and science. It's, it is. It, it's phenomenal because I, it's hard to believe that over 100 years ago they could have used ethanol yeah. and we wouldn't be quite in as the disaster we're in at the moment. And Exactly. Um. That's that's just blown me away completely. Yeah, um, yeah it's disgusting, wow. isn't it? Yeah, it is terrible. All about coin. Mm-hmm. All that's right. There's there's a lot more in the article which I'll post in the show notes, and it's a, yeah, do that. I'm really really keen to uh, read that one. So mm, it's a really long read. If you've got yeah. ten or fifteen minutes to read, that's how long the article is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it seems really interesting. So I'll, I'll definitely give that one a. And they go into a lot more. Detail, yeah. You're lagging a bit. I'm just going to crack on. Um, I wanted to talk about – that was awesome, Wincy. Um, I want to talk about the new water treatment um, that zaps forever chemicals for good. So engineers at University of British Columbia have developed a new water treatment that removes the forever, forever chemicals from drinking water safely, efficiently, and for good. So in America, they have a real problem – with uh, water and uh, Michigan is a classic example of water being tainted by different chemicals for a very long time. And uh, many states in America, um, mm. again, it all comes down to coin. It's all about coin. Don't give a shit where the runoff yeah. from my toxic stuff goes as long as I'm making money. So um, anyway, uh, forever chemicals formerly mm. known as P PFAS, which is per polyfluorochal uh, substances are a large group of substances that make certain products non-stick or stain resistant. There are more than 4,700 PFASs in use mm -hmm. and mostly in non-stick cookware. Oh, stain repellents. Right, yeah. And as I was talking about at the start of the show, firefighting foam. And that's Which we've had problems here in Australia. Yes, PFAS. that's one of the biggest ones. Firefighting foam is one of the biggest ones because, as you can imagine, there's a shiz and load of that when they're mm. putting out fires. It'd be a lot yeah. more than repellents and cookware and all the rest of it. So, to remove the PFAS from drinking water, Dr. Molhensi, sorry, Molseni, and his team devised a unique absorbing material that is capable of trapping and holding the PFAS present oh, wow. in the water supply. It's then destroyed using special electrochemical, petrochemical, or, oh, sorry, I'll say that again, photochemical <laughs> techniques. Also developed at the lab and described as part of the, uh, in a newspaper published recently in Chemosphere. 
While there are treatments are currently on the market, like activated carbon ion exchange systems, which are widely used, they don't effectively capture the different PFAS. So this is really one. Um, uh, this is a real breakthrough. breakthrough. So, uh, yeah, absorbing media captures up to ninety nine percent of the PFAS particles, and can also be regenerated and potentially reused, which is even mm. more awesome. Mm. So. It means that when we scrub the PFAS from these materials, we do not end up with more highly toxic solid waste that will be another major environmental challenge. So this is a big breakthrough. It is. Um, if, 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 if this is going to be um, marketed and then, you know, um, at a commercial level, this, uh, this, this, this will make a huge difference. Mm. Um, he explained that while PFAS are no longer manufactured in Canada, they're still incorporated in many consumer products and can then leach into environment. For example, when we apply stain-resistant repellent uh, spray materials, uh, PFAS-treated rain gear or use certain foams to put down fires to chemicals end up in our waterways, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So for most people, exposure um, through food, consumer products, but they can be exposed from drinking water, particularly if they live in the areas where contaminated water sources. I believe there is a certain problem in New South Wales is there was a certain area they have they were having problems with PFAS right. uh, chemicals from f a lot I wonder, of fire I wonder what it does I wonder what it does to humans it's not good I know that um, mm. I do have a I do have a thing on that but what I was just thinking about there was a what it was in Australia I think it was an airport and I think mm. that Everyone that, uh, and it might have been the army airport, and anyone that lived anywhere near the army airport, mm. they were using this firefighting gear to put out their planes when they were landing, etc. and there was a spark oh, yeah. or whatever. And yep. then that was running off into those people's properties. Ah, right. Yeah. And in the local water. Like yeah, the pretty bad. Water catch pretty bad. Pretty bad. Wow. Um, so I'm just going to have a look. So... You wanted to talk about the potential health effects. So mm. uh, the potential health effects are, is an immune hazard to humans based on a high, based on a high level of evidence that PFAS suppressed the antibody, antibody response from animals and moderate level of evidence from studies in humans. More researchers need to understand how PFAS exposure may affect illness from COVID-19. 19 that's not helping me uh sorry i guess if it if it affects your immune system then it makes not good. it yeah. more makes it more vulnerable to any other health problems i guess for a start yes that that would be true just having a look if i can just get a quick um yeah so drinking contaminated municipal water food grown or raised obviously in that water eating fish caught from the water accidentally swallowing contaminated contaminated soil, eating food packaging materials containing PFAS, we spoke about before, and using some consumer processes. Obviously, so many ways that you can get mm. contaminated. Um, just having a look, I'm just trying to find, it just says harmful uh, health effects in humans and animals, and I know people have died from it, but I can't remember exactly mm. what the uh, issue is. If I can find a link on the exact uh, health effects, I will. Mm -hmm. We'll put it to uh, show notes. Yeah, definitely. But I know it's, I know it's definitely not good. But um, the results we obtain from these real-world field studies will allow us to further optimise the technology 
and have it ready as products that municipalities, industry and individuals can use to eliminate PFAS in their water. Mm. So that, that's pretty awesome. Wow. I've just come across an article, um, yep. a, US, a US study that ran between 2005 and 2013 involving the collection of blood samples from about 69,000 people living near the DuPont plant who are one of the manufacturers of PFAS products, uh, yep. concluded that there was a probable link between exposure to PFOA, which is one of the chemicals, I think, um, yep. and six diseases, high cholesterol, ulcerative colitis, oh, that's uh, thyroid disease, testicular Shh. cancer, kidney cancer, and pregnancy-induced hypertension. So none of it good. No, no. None of that is good at all. Um, mm. Hence why that is uh, such a good article and, uh, you know, gives us hope. Yeah. Um, you know, Go science. And- Yes, go science. Yeah, I know. Who would have known? Who, who would have thought that people that research this stuff for a job actually, you know, try to save the save the country, save mm. the world, if they can, yes. if people actually listen. So yes, you know. and when when you get facts and figures, and you do multiple uh, uh, experiments, and you show the evidence that this causes this, but you can do this to stop it all. Things get better. We can do the same with climate change, people. <laughs> yes, yes, we definitely can do the same with climate change. Absolutely. And um, oh, can you pop the uh, star up, etc. Uh, socials up. That one. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, thank you very much for listening um, again. Um, I know it was a, a bit of a heavy one tonight, but we tried to break it, it up with some uh, fun stuff. But yeah, start uh, and end it off with a good one too. It did, absolutely it did. And, um, and, and you know, it's all about science, as we, as we spoke about before. Um, keep an eye on the voice to Parliament. Wednesday and I will be yes. writing this thing all the way to um, August and make sure this thing gets passed and make sure that people mm. know about it. Uh, we'll yep. make sure that uh, the link to the Yes campaign is in our show notes. And, um, and we will see you next week. So it's good night yes, for me. We shall. And it's good night for me. Thanks for joining. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. The new blurb is brought to you by Wency and Kickstart, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's uh, blurtstar at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off the Glass Productions, brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.